Have you been interested in trying the new cutting-edge technology of exogenous ketones but didn't know where to get started? Let me introduce you to Perfect Keto. Visit perfectketo.com slash Jimmy and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto was created by a functional medicine clinician who developed this unique formula for maximum efficacy. It's great tasting and the most affordable exogenous ketone supplement you can find that raises blood ketone levels up to 1.5 millimolar to help increase mental focus, boost your energy, and commence fat burning. It does not contain any soy, dairy, gluten, artificial sweeteners, binding agents, or anything that doesn't directly improve your health. The synergistic power of a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat ketogenic diet with Perfect Keto Exogenous Ketones will have your body running optimally. Perfect Keto is available in delicious chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. Each serving comes with 11.38 grams of high quality beta-hydroxybutyrate for maximum ketone boosting while adding in magnesium, potassium, cocoa, stevia, and vitamin C for extra micronutrition. Again, try Perfect Keto for yourself at perfectketo.com slash Jimmy and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto. Ah, living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet. Trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados. Fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show.com. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a fellow podcaster. I love talking to other podcasters, especially when they're great friends like L. Russ. She's a writer, speaker, and she does host the popular Primal Blueprint podcast. And she's the fifth person in the world to be certified in ancestral health, is one of the leading voices about thyroid health in the paleo, primal, and evolutionary health movements. She wrote a book all about it called The Paleo Thyroid Solution. Definitely go check it out. She also lives in Malibu. You can check her out at lruss.com, E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S.com. What's up, L? Hey, how's it going? I'm so glad to talk to you. You're one of my favorite people out there in this space. And as I've mentioned on many podcasts, I've listened to your audiobooks multiple times, probably due for a fourth run on one of them. <laughs> so, so I'm a huge fan and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're going to talk about some of the stuff we're going to get into. Yeah. And so, so on the uh, Clarity Books, moment of clarity quote, Dr. David Perlmutter. <laughs> <laughs> Did it on this here microphone we're talking on. So, yeah, those are fun. Have you ever done an audiobook? You know, I didn't do an audiobook for my paleothyroid solution only because there's so many blood work charts and things that need to be yes. looked at. That the and so while I could do an audiobook, I I found that I and I still might, but I you just should. found that 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it anyway. I would have to definitely, you know, attach some PDFs to that. Well, that's how you do it. You say, reference the PDF that came with this audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> so Just that me. will be a next phase, yeah. We did the, a bunch of that in Real Food Keto. Christine and I read that one, and in the PDF that came with this audiobook, became a popular refrain. <laughs> yes, and speaking of that new book of yours, I would really enjoyed my chat with you and Christine about that, and I'm uh, everyone uh, listening right now, we're going to be having you on in a few weeks on our show talking about that, and I think everybody should take a look at it. It's a great book, just provides even more clarity, I guess is a good word for you. Um, I just love the way it's laid out, and I think it's great, so I hope uh, people are enjoying it and you're getting good feedback. Thank you, and, and we are, and, and we appreciate uh, being on your show. But we wanted to have you on here today, not to promote a book, not to really talk about anything within the realm of nutrition, although indirectly it is related to this. But you wrote to me and you said, you know what? I see all the crap you put up with <laughs> online <laughs> from people that are judgmental towards you because you still have weight on your body and some of the other kind of negativity that seems to run rampant. And you're like, hey, let's let's have a chat session about that because you have some very strong opinions about the motivations for people like this and why they would do this. And, and maybe people listening today, uh, they've had some of those same questions that have been brought up and maybe they want to, uh, you know, a little bit of vetting out. So uh, I thought it was a great idea. Hadn't really done anything like that. And I don't usually like to give attention to that kind of stuff. I just do my thing. Um, but I do think it does have merit, especially as more and more people are getting in this space. They're going to eventually have to deal with the turd balls. <laughs> Let's just put it that way in, in clean language. Um, and so, so uh, why don't you go ahead and kind of give some thoughts about what do you think is the motivation behind this this rise in negativity that seems to permeate across social media um, at, towards people that are just talking about food? Yeah, well, uh, you know, and I brought that up to you because, and I think, you know, in some senses, maybe it upsets me more than it does you when I see people hating on you. Maybe I get very protective of the people that I like out there and I'm like, damn it. Um, you know, we get haters too. You know, everyone's got yeah. haters. So, you know, you got vegans that are, you know, posting stuff, anti-Marxists. And I mean, it's, it's kind of going to be out there a little bit. And I think if anything, everyone should take it as a compliment. If you get to a certain point where people are hating on you, then that's probably maybe a positive thing to a little bit. <laughs> Um, you know what I think it comes down to, and this is something uh, my next book is going to be on. It really comes down to the fact that people who are out there putting that out there with well, a couple thoughts. One is that they're highly insecure and there's no inner confidence there. People who, you know, I used to be actually a bully as a kid. Okay. So I was a total a-hole. Um, as a young kid, I bullied a few people. I apologize for it later on in life, by the way, I really owned it. Um, and had some nice conversations with those people. You know what? My parents were going through a divorce at the time. You know, I was feeling probably bad about my life and I needed to probably put someone down. That's really what we hear, right? Parents tell their kids, Oh, they must have something really upset in their life. If they're going to do that about you. But really what it comes down to, to me, it's very illogical because when people engage in any of this kind of stuff online, and I've been poked at before too, um, it really is what I call, and I'm going to do a post on this soon, called a non-versation. It's a, it's a waste of time. No one's convincing anyone else's of any one viewpoint. I don't care whatever it's political conversation or anything else. All it is is attacking another individual. And what you do in that moment is you're riling yourself up by putting out the anger, possibly riling other people out there. And 
what are you fueling towards yourself? You know, you really have to think, I mean, in terms of self-preservation and self-happiness, what are you putting out there? You're only going to get back what you're putting out there. I also want to talk about this dichotomy between you can be a great teacher of something and still have things to work on yourself, Yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, you've mentioned it before where you're like, Hey, look, you know, I've got some weight to lose. You know, I also am a health coach. And if you saw me on the beach in a bikini, I, no one would be like, Oh my gosh, that look at that model over there. I'm a normal human being with a nice, normal athletic. I'm fit. I, but, there, but I'm also not striving for that either. And I certainly wouldn't want anyone to hold me accountable to that. I'm not, that's why I'm not really showing pictures of my abs every day. I mean, I have them, but that's not the point. The point is being healthy and happy and feeling comfortable in your own skin. I think that's what we're trying to impart on people. And at the very minimum, we're trying to impart that let's elongate your life. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you can't lift a finger, but how's that blood work looking, you know, and, and I've talked to you about this before and I say it often, which is so many people see someone walking down the street and oh man, I wish I had her legs, man. I wish I had his body. Do you? Because see, my first question would be, let me see their blood work. I'm not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what I think we can, we need to get out in this health space. We need to get out of ripping on people for what they think looks like a model of health to what actually is. Does that make sense? Well, and even my wife, Christine, is a perfect example of what we're talking about, because when I met her, Elle, and I think we talked about this on our show with you, she was 90 pounds and 95 when we got married. Anybody looking at her would say, wow, she's very thin, so therefore she must be very healthy. And she was very metabolically unhealthy on the inside. But then you see someone like myself who has extra weight in the midsection, and it's very easy to just make the assumption that that weight alone equals that there's health disturbances going on, not realizing the journey from where I used to be, 400 plus pounds, to what I am now, maybe not the ideal, but metabolically a whole heck of a lot better off than I was before. And the millions of people's of lives you changed, including mine, um, as a result of that, because I was pre-diabetic, even though I looked like I wasn't. I worked out every day. I was already paleo. And frankly, I had already kind of fixed my thyroid problem. It was just that I had lingering other, you know, suboptimal stuff going on that led to that. And that's, again, probably where I did my, like, third listen on keto <laughs> clarity. Um, but, you know, and I think that that's really important because I... I had moments when I was going through that of being like, wow, you know, I, I gained some weight here. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, inflamed and a little self-conscious of that, you know, having in the process of writing a book on this. But, you know, some of us in this industry, a lot of us who are preaching this stuff also, it's because we've gone through it and we know what that's like. I also remember being judged when I had gained a lot of weight and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I felt the pain of what it's like when someone looks at another person and rolls their eyes after you mentioned that you work out and they're looking at the other person like, yeah, right, they do. And I remember that. And I, I never forgot it. And anytime, and I'd be honest with you, I used to be very judgmental. And I talk about this in my book of people who were overweight at a time when I was really fit, because I was doing the whole struggle and suffer wrong paradigm to be fit, you know, so I was definitely a food addict and not right in the head, but I had achieved this body by this false paradigm. And I was judgmental of people, I would walk by a mall and see some obese people and think to myself, like, Oh, my God, stop eating. But you know what, that I just want to kick myself for that. I'm glad that I got my ass handed to me with hypothyroidism so that I could experience what it's like to be 
out of control of your body and not know what's wrong and be left in the dust by dozens of doctors, which, you know, we've already talked about on your podcast regarding my book. That's my story. And that's why he healed myself because everyone dissed me. So now when I see someone who's of that, it, it literally goes my heart immediately goes to compassion. My heart goes to, first of all, I go, oh gosh, I know what it's like to be a food addict. And it doesn't matter if you're 500 pounds or you're 130. It's the same hell. It might be a little worse and, you know, to find clothes and move around at 400 pounds, but it's no different of a hell on the inside. And I knew what that was like. So when I see people like that, my first thought is, oh, you know, they might be addicted and, and, and got themselves there without knowing it, like me being on a wrong paradigm, having gut health off that's going to make you crave carbs, having your thyroid off, that's also going to make you crave carbs because of what it does to adrenals. And that is sort of beyond your control when you're in that in situation. Yeah. There's really, there's really no telling a person, well, just stop eating it. I mean, I would look at you like you were nuts and it's like, <laughs> because it is uncontrollable. So I have a level of compassion or, or I also think if I see someone, let's say like riddled with acne and, you know, very overweight, I think to myself, oh my gosh, I hope they find out what's wrong with them. Because yeah. I know that that picture doesn't feel good to them. And I know that there's something to get at there that needs to be found out. And I wish more people would have that compassion. But it's usually people who've never gone through any kind of suffering of health or any kind of weight issues that are the people that judge those people. And again, I was one of them, you know, and I'm I'm here to tell you that I feel awful about it. Hopefully since I've made up for that over all yeah. of these years, but it was many years ago, like 13 years ago. But I, too, was judgmental. Now, I wouldn't have ever posted anything online. Um, I want to, you know, I want to kind of touch on something. So something happened to me not too long ago, but I think this is worthwhile in this discussion. Sure. Several years ago, um, we had a falling out with some uh, a distant family member, and they apparently wrote my brother and I a very nasty email on Facebook. And my brother called me. He said, hey, listen, so-and-so just wrote us a horrible, horrible letter. Don't even read it. It's so disturbing. Just don't even read it. Now, most people in this world and most people listening would not have the willpower to not read it. Exactly. But guess what? <laughs> I do because I love myself because I care about myself. And I'm not going to let anyone have the power to even just move that a skosh. So guess what? I went on, I closed, I covered my eyes like I covered the screen so I couldn't even see the first line of the email, deleted. And then I said to my brother, don't tell me another thing about the email. I don't even want to hear any hints what it was. It doesn't exist. That person was not allowed the power at all to disturb me. And, yeah. you know, frankly, where's the cure? You know, curiosity will kill the cat on that one. I've seen it so many times with people. Don't read the email. Delete it. Don't engage. And that's really a lesson here. You know, I had someone I, I, I rarely I don't get too many haters or anything, but I had someone kind of challenged me on something that I concluded and they were trying to make the argument that it was like a logical fallacy that I had somehow violated a breach of logic. Now I have a degree in philosophy and I know that I did not <laughs> violate that. Um, and I had a moment of being like, what? I have a degree in philosophy and this problem I was coming in here telling me. <laughs> and I thought about all these responses like, you know, okay, this is why you're wrong. And yeah. I thought, no, guess what? The comments deleted and you're gone. You're gone. Yes. You don't get no more to. non-versation. No more non-versations. People have to not engage. And the best strength is in saying nothing. It really is. Um, I think we can see this a lot in politics and certain other oh areas. Oh, my gosh. It's life. bad in politics. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, the, the, but sometimes it's like, hey, you know what? Don't engage. 
Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte and a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KetoVitals.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. Do you like cookies? Jeffrey started Fat Snacks, S-N-A-X, in 2017 to make his keto lifestyle way more delicious. Fat Snacks cookies are soft-baked to perfection using coconut flour, butter, and almond flour. First time I tried these Fat Snacks cookies, oh my goodness, you guys, I fell in love. Plus, they're sugar-free, contain just 1 to 2 grams of net carbs, and have up to 9 grams of fat. Jeff and his team are proud to have become the top-selling keto-friendly cookie, all with just 1 to 2 grams of net carbs per serving. Fat Snacks flavors include chocolate chip, peanut butter, and lemony lemon, and they recommend you start with the variety pack on your first order. Head on over to fatsnacks.com slash jimmy, that's F-A-T-S-N-A-X.com slash jimmy, and use the coupon code L-L-V-L-C at checkout for 5% off of a single order or 10% off of your first subscription order. At Snacks Cookies. You know, I was talking to my mother and some of her friends and, you know, these people are on their 70s and they're talking to me about all these arguments and fights they're getting into their friends with on Facebook over politics and this. And I'm thinking... I said to these ladies, I go, why would you engage in these conversations? You are not going to change their mind. It's really not a healthy debate, right? No one's coming to this with, you know, uh, with kid gloves or roses on this conversation. And so, you know, what are you going to get out of it? You're going to aggravate yourself. You're fueling hate towards that person. Boy, you have just generated a whole ton of stuff that you and I know, Jimmy, is adverse to your health. Yeah. So (laughs) So I'll tell you what I'm doing in 2020. Christine and I are detaching starting in July of 2020 from the internet in terms of social media and all that. Cause we saw what happened in the last cycle and how ugly it got and, and family members fighting with each other. I'm going, why would we even expose ourselves to that kind of stress that our hunter gatherer ancestors would think, man, what's, what's wrong? What's chasing me? Why am I so you know intense? And, and yet people willingly do that on a daily basis. So, yeah, we already have a plan in place for 2020. We're getting the heck offline. Oh, are you going to do like a full online fast, like just not doing oh, any social media? On, on, oh, six months where we're just not going to be on there. It, it's so funny because we had planned it for kind of a, a part of a strategy of de-stressing and, and all of that anyway. But then I thought, man, it coincides well with the presidential election that year and all the vitriol that you know is going to come out. It always mm-hmm. does during election years. So, yeah. And, and I encourage people listening right now. Do that. I I say it probably is going to do more for your health than probably anything else you'll do that year. Absolutely. I mean, I 
I used to, uh, unfortunately, I got sucked bad back into some news after our election and what's going on in our country. It was a little bit riveting. And I can say that it certainly has affected my life in a negative way. And I, I you know, and, and, and before in the past, what I would do is, you know, here's the thing. That's what I say. So let's say a headline online, you go to Yahoo, whatever, New York Times. And let's say a headline says 20,000 people, you know, just in an earthquake in China. Okay. Do you need to know the details of that? Like you just got the gist, right? Do you really need to read the article where a boy's uh, leg was trapped under a hundred pound stone? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You get it. The fact that you choose to click and investigate it more. Oof, everyone's got to look at that because that's a spiral that you're going down. I mean, not I mean, checking headlines at all. You might want to eliminate. But sometimes something catches your eye. And I think the key is to do not click and go further. Catch yourself. Is this something I really need to know the details of this murderous headline I just saw? Or is it enough that I just saw someone kill their daughter? Like, do you know what I mean? And so nothing in that article is going to make you feel better about your life or, or anything else. And, you know, I've been able to, it, well, here's the other thing too, and you're in this business as well, which is we're here to help everybody. Yep. Uh, you have people that read your book that are going to disagree with you probably on a million personal levels if they talk to you as a, as just one-on-one -on -one. and me too. I have coached lots of people who I know through their expression, do not think the way I do about life, but guess what? They've got a health problem and we can bond over that. And yep. let's talk about that. And, you know, I, one example is I have a sort of a conservative radio talk show host friend in Kentucky and he's a big fan of primal and we talk and we probably wouldn't agree on a lot of stuff, uh, politically or otherwise, but we bond over ribeyes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like let's bond over some <laughs> meat and butter. Let's, let's come together on the things we can come together on. And you're likely just not going to convince anyone of anything through a post. And so when I see anything negative, it's immediately deleted. I just don't even need to respond to it. Yeah. And I think people should try to adopt that more and more stop engaging and delete. You know, that's the, I agree with that. And, you know, that's the way things used to be, that you could have a congeniality in the disagreement. What I'm seeing now is, and a lot of times people will criticize me. Well, Jimmy Moore doesn't want to be criticized. I don't mind being criticized and having disagreement with what I'm saying. Let's have the debate. Let's have the discussion. But when it divulges into, well, you're an obese man trying to tell people how to be uh, ha healthy. It's just uh, disingenuous. You're just a shyster trying to make money off of books. And I'm going, OK, do we have to go down that road? Why can't you just disagree and share your point of view? And I share my point of view and we come to some sort of consensus, even if that consensus is we agree to disagree. Or how about come at me with a legitimate argument based on the advice I am dispensing, not yeah. who I am or where I am at right. in my life. When the you know, because that's start, you know you got them. That's right. I mean, you know, you've got them because there's really nothing else that they're going to be able to come up with at that point. Um, so many people make blanket declarations out there. And, you know, I, again, like I, I think I've written you a couple of times about this because it really bothers me because I really like your work and I know you get a lot of crap. And the thing is, is that it's so funny to, to, for anyone to call you a shyster and that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I see where those, you know, haters, where their quote logic is, but at the end of the day, they just don't know your heart. I don't think they understand your mission and the people that do really appreciate you. And it doesn't matter what the package is. We're all going to change and ebb and flow. And, you know, none of us, especially in the, in the health industry or the paleo primal world, keto, 
listen, we're kind of no shame about our lives. We're being no shame about the stuff we're going through. I think that counts for a lot. You and your wife are real people out there in this world. There's a lot of real people. And there's a lot of people that don't care about what they look like on the cover of it. No one's trying to get on a cover of a magazine. They're just trying to live a good life. And so, again, this association with if you are dispensing any kind of health advice, you must look like an eight-pack Marxist or you must look like X is, to me, nonsensical. And it's really just, again, getting away from the true information that can save your life, because that is what you do dispense. And so do we at the Primal Blueprint. But it's it's all life-saving, and no one has to achieve uh, some level of bodybuilding in order to, yeah. to, to, to be validly accepted. So, L, uh, has Pandora's box been open that you can't really close it now, now that the ugliness has gotten out there and it seemingly gets worse and worse as the years go by? How do we turn it around? How do we get civility back where Pandora's box seemingly is hopelessly open now? I think we just live by example by continuing to encourage others and be positive in any way that we can about the work and the the things that people are pushing out there that we believe in. I mean, I really do believe we just have to. I mean, for example, you know, you just sort of can't escape it, right? I mean, uh, I, I think I interviewed a doctor once and he made a comment about stress and said something like, well, if you're yelling at Fox News all night long. Now, now, and then someone Oops. made a comment like, oh, you have to mention, and he, honestly, it it could have that that Fox News could have been interchanged with CNN or right. it, it d- didn't matter. The point was you're yelling at the TV all night. That was the point. We were not. No one was making the point that Fox was bad or CNN was good or it was just the idea that someone stressed out all night yelling at a television. Yeah. And so, again, the person's going to pick up on that one thing and consider it a bias. I will have to say this. So I come from a comedy background of you know writing sketch comedy for years. In my world, nothing is off limits when it comes to humor. And right. we are now living in a world which is really frightening to me because I see this ultra political correctness and sensitivity out there. And it's really bumming me out in that way that people can't take a joke. Now it should come from the proper sources like comedians and things like that. I mean, sometimes it's taken better in those capacities, but I think we have become very sensitized, quick to jump. And again, just quick to be offended. Stop looking for reasons to be offended. You'll find them. You know, and so, again, you might be offended initially. You might feel defensive initially when someone attacks you or makes a comment, but delete it. Don't respond. Don't engage. You've diffused it. You engage. Defense is the first act of war. You know, it really is. And so and this is something I learned from Byron Katie, who's a sort of master spiritual teacher. And she she's really incredible. So, for example, she gives an example where someone might say, uh, let's say, they're asking me for money. And I'm like, people feel the need to justify all the time. Like, no, I can't because how about no, but you have so much money. I don't understand it. I know. And I'd like to help you, but no, people feel that they need to justify their place in this world or justify saying no to things, this and that. Um, I'm part of my mission is stop justifying your place in this world. People, a beetle doesn't need to justify its existence, (laughs) but people feel the need to justify whether they say no to plans that are offered to them through a friend. I mean, even that I coach people on to just say no, or thank you, but no, you don't have to go. Thank you. No, sorry. I can't see. I'm going to take my thing car to the shut up already. Just say no, be firm and confident in that decision. You don't need to backpedal and justify your way 
you know, and people really appreciate that kind of directness and they appreciate that because it's transparent and it's not kind of backpedaling or just say no. So, you know, even in certain circumstances like that, um, I think people just kind of talk too much, say too much. Um, and again, it comes from a lack of inner confidence, which is something you can build yourself. And it, it takes small steps like this, like not engaging, having the strength to not read that email, blocking somebody from your phone, block them. Block right? delete I mean, is my favorite action on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have any time for it. I mean, so I'm not available for a person I'm not interested in to affect me in any way through a text or whatever it is. Yeah. So we all have these choices to make. No one is a victim only volunteers when it comes to this stuff. So if someone's out there and they're like, man, the haters, whatever. Yeah. How much though are you participating? And still then you can't control it when yes. you're as big as you or Mark Sisson and people like that, the internet's just going to be rife with all of it. And who knows where half of it's coming from. It could just be from vegan groups or I mean, who knows like what, where stuff could be coming from. Um, and you just have to ignore it. And the people that do usually succeed. And again, simple disagreement does not get you blocked, deleted by Jimmy Moore uh, being ugly and having personal attacks that are just completely unnecessary within public discourse that gets you blocked, deleted. And and I'm very careful about that because I'm one of those L that likes to give a little more rope to people and give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe their mom and daddy didn't grow them up to talk right to other people. Maybe, maybe they were like you when you were younger uh, <laughs> and, and they were the bully. And so that's the way they've always treated people. And I always try to go back with kindness uh, first to at least engage them in that way. Then they see a different side of, of me. Um, and I think that's part of what's out there, too, is one person says something negative about me and then someone else reads that and says, well, that must be what he's like. And then they engage with me and they're like, wow, you're nothing like you're nothing like what I, I've read about. I love that you respond with kindness and that any, everyone listening to you, even if they're hearing you for the first time now, can tell in your voice that that's your demeanor. You know, that's that's who you are. That is an incredible default. I don't know how you were raised, but you were raised right. <laughs> well, my mama always said, if you ain't got nothing good to say to somebody, just don't say anything at all. <laughs> and that's probably why you're so successful at what you do. Um, you know, and I think that any haters listening or, or not or otherwise should should take note. Um, and also, too, there's some jealousy, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and. I, this is what I would venture to say. If someone's, I mean, I don't know why anyone would be listening if they're a hater, but if you're a hater and you're one of these people that's out there and you're just ripping on a bunch of people's sites, I don't care if it's political commentary, health or whatever, religious doesn't matter. I would ask you, how's your life doing? Cause I would bet you a million bucks. It sucks. I would bet a million bucks right now. Any of those people are not happy people. And I know a couple of them and they're not. Right. And these are the people that see a headline in the morning, they get online right away. They're writing a letter to the other and nasty, you know, and they're, they're online and they're taught and all of course, under their name, another consideration here in life people is the internet now is your resume. <laughs> so good luck with that yeah. because you know, you, should be, if you plan on moving forward in this world and working for other companies and people, you know, that's another consideration. I mean, also it's not nice, but also, you know, think about the legacy you're leaving online. 
for your kids and for everyone else, because this stuff is going to be searchable until eternity. And I think about that. And believe me, I've been there too, Jimmy, where I see something that fires me up and I wish I could shoot off a comment. And sometimes I shoot the comment, but I delete it like I don't ever post it. And probably it's like one of those, like, you know, you write the letter, never send it. But you know what? It's, it's just a moment. That's my ego. Yeah. That's being offended in that moment. But I have, uh, you know, I, I won't, we'll call it like a level of evolvement, but I guess I have a level of awareness that goes, hold on a minute. Did you really just get around that? You know, you're not going to get involved in this. Just yeah. cancel this. Just cancel it. Yeah. I've, I've started many uh, responses and I go, wait a minute, this is going to suck <laughs> all my day. And I, I don't have time. I have book deadlines. I have podcasts to record. Why am I investing time in something that I know is a non- Nonversation. I'm going to start using that more and more. So thank you for coining that here today because nonversations, they will. They'll suck the living life out of you. Do you miss ketchup on your low carb, high fat ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Alterna Sweets, alternasweets.com, the healthy option for ketchup. It's sweetened with stevia and has the highest quality non-GMO ingredients. There are no artificial ingredients at all. In fact, there's no added sugar of any kind and keto ketchup that actually tastes like real ketchup. Guys, I have been using this and it is now my favorite condiment in my kitchen. Alterna Sweets offers free shipping on all U.S. orders and there is a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it as much as Jimmy Moore does, they will refund your money and you don't even have to send it back. Again, it's called Alterna Sweets. Head on over to AlternaSweets.com and you can get your hands on this keto ketchup. Alterna Sweets. Living la vida low-carb, talking about a low-carb diet, uh-huh. getting your body healthy, and ain't no doubt about it, yeah, it's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life, yeah, a real-time indicator for ketosis called ketonics, Woo. it measures your breath for ketones, are you burning fat, uh-huh. it's the first of its kind, all my ketonians, where you at, where you at? Hey, I'm just here to let you know, wanna look and feel incredible, we living la vida low-carb, get your body healthy and live long, hey. Keep my fats high and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones, look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it, yeah, yeah. With ketonics, I'm burning fat and I'm on it, yeah, yeah. Living la vida low carb, I do this every day. If you wanna burn that fat, it ain't no other way, yeah. Go to ketonics.co. And for my international followers, it's ketonics.com. Woo! Here's the thing that really disheartens me, not really about me at all. It's the people that would be incredible influencers online that are being discouraged from doing that because they see what happens to people like Mark Sisson and Jimmy Moore and L. Russ and all the stuff that we have to deal with. We're the ones out there. And maybe they would want to do it, but they're like, I'm not signing up for that. Yeah. And I would say you better sign up for it, especially if you just had that thought, because that means you're holding back based on what other people might think of you. And that is never a way to go through life. In fact, you'll never get anywhere if that's your, (laughs) that you never get anywhere because all you'll be doing is you're projecting what you think other people will think of you and you're making moves in life based on that. Um, That also is giving all of your power to someone else and their opinion of you. Um, And, you know, really, honestly, I mean, what I say is that um, 
Uh, you know, it's so funny because one of the things I, I say, I'll, be, I'll just be transparent, like in, I'm online dating, um, I'm single, you know, and out there. And one of the th- I, things I put on my profile was, if you don't think you're awesome, I definitely won't. <laughs> I love it. I'm not right. I mean, so, you, you know, uh, that's where it starts. And in order to build that confidence, you can't give it away to other people. That is by making crappy comments, engaging in conversations. You're slowly but surely giving away your power. And then also you're waiting to see what are they going to say? What are you doing? Are, are, you know, it's, it's funny. Speaking of that online dating thing, I had a friend who said, you know, gosh, it's so depressing. I email all these guys, but then like I never get a response. And it's just a lot of rejection. And I said, hold on a minute. I said, what if you found out every single guy you emailed was a wife beater, a convicted felon? Would you be so offended by them not emailing you back then? (laughs) And she's like, well, I I go, no, 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 no. What you just did was allow yourself to think poorly of yourself based off a perfect stranger with a photo and some pixels on a page. That's disgusting to me. Everyone needs to stop that. That is so low self-worth. And that's what a lot of these people are. They just have low self-worth, like going back to what you said, hey, they're doing their best. Maybe they weren't raised this way. You got to feel compassion to some degree for these people, right? Because they're poop magnets, turd magnets. Uh, I'd like to use another word, but yeah, that's what they are. And they She's constantly attract for me, that. You guys, uh, <laughs> Esther, please don't curse on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that they attract that and you attract that as you giveth, you get more of what you focus on. We know this is true. And I think that that's why you keep getting love and why you keep getting success is because you're putting it out there despite the onslaught of, of BS over here in the corner. Um, same with Mark, same with anyone. And anyone in this space. I mean, look, you know, Dave Asprey and Brent Greenfield are kind of two quote, seemingly out there people in our field where people will rip on them for certain experiments they try, etc. And you can judge it all you want, but I still just appreciate it. Hey, they're out there. They're doing it. They're providing information. It's interesting. Like it or not, um, judge it or not. But to go online and make some declaration about it and get involved in that way is a type of energy. I'm just not sure is ripe for anyone's success. So it doesn't yeah. even matter what business you're in. You could be like an insurance agent. But guess what? Your year is not going to go well if this is the kind of crap you're doing in your spare time at home. It's just not. Yeah, and I think that's the lesson I want to leave with people here today is if if you do get online and you do start getting this kind of exposure, uh, congratulations, you have arrived. And what's interesting, Elle, is it happened for me uh, almost a decade ago. uh, I had been blogging and podcasting just a few years at that point, but I was already getting it then before I had any success at all in book sales and and that kind of thing. Uh, So it's going to happen sooner than later. And when it happens, you know, you've made that turn of you're getting people's attention um, for the first time. And you should keep doing that. And you should let those haters. I even hate that term haters. But the people that are sharing this ugliness, you should let it motivate you to keep doing what you did that made a mat. Oh, I'm so glad you said this, because this is something that I live by, which is the following. So forget what we preach about food and health and everything else. Um, Just being a writer. Okay, so I live in Los Angeles. And so if you say you're a writer and actor, everyone's like, whatever. (laughs) No one's one's really impressed. If you go somewhere else, people are like, oh, really? Tell me about that. Um, But these negative naysayers, I'll say, sorry, negative, sorry, Nancy's out there. I was gonna say negative Nancy, but you know, the negative naysayers, 
every time, this is just my belief system and what I believe, actually, this really is true. Every time someone is kind of poo-poo on anything that I want to do or doesn't believe in me, they just shot me to success. And for example, I said one time to someone, they go, what do you do? I said, I'm a writer. This was literally their response. They go, so are you like a real writer who makes money at it? Or like, do you like sit at a Starbucks, but like, then you wait tables at night? Wow. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Would you say that to a real estate agent? Would you say, hey, do you have your real estate? Do you actually sell houses to make money? Or do you like live at home and just like show homes that you don't sell? <laughs> and they said, they said, oh, well, it's different. I go, no, it's not. It's yeah. effing rude. And by the way, thank you very much. You just shot me to success. Thank you very much. And it's true. It's, it's true in my life. And this goes back to another tenant of mine, which is I don't compete with people ever. I, I compete to win and I often do because I'm not competing against anyone else. And hopefully that makes sense. So let me distinguish that. So if I'm competing against other people, like if I'm in a competition, clearly there's other people, but I'm not thinking like, Oh, I'm going to beat her. I'm going to take her down. I don't think about triumphing over other people. I just think about winning. Do you see the difference in energy there? And I mm -hmm. often win, by the way, I win contests. Like you wouldn't believe the, sh the, the stuff that I've won in my life. Um, I also have a story that like I win contests and guess what? That affirmation turns out to be true. But I always rise to the top because I don't compete with other people. In fact, other women, other writers, actors, if people come to me like, hey, I want to do a podcast. I want to be a health coach. I want to write a thyroid book. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, how do I stop them? No, I wouldn't subversely try to, I would help them do it. There's, there's unlimited room for all of us. The moment you start to compete against someone else, it's going to backfire and you're going to end up losing because essentially you're hoping someone else fails. Does that make sense, Jimmy? Because I, I think it's really important to knock home and it, not to compete against others. Um, this just, again, another contentious kind of vibe there. Um, and, and, and again, helping others. So I often reap the benefits and I don't do it because of it, but I reap the benefits of helping others. I'm a woman that helps other women. I don't compete with other women. Um, I help other writers. I help, I don't care what it is that you want to do. I'm going to help you do it and be encouraged encouraging the moment that I start to fear that you're, oh, oh they're coming in on my turf or they're, see, now I'm going to lose. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm so glad you brought that out because that's one of the philosophies that has helped me deal with, with all of this stuff is other podcasters, other people that want to write books behind the scenes. I'm consulting them. I'm giving them free advice. Uh, I'm helping them get signed to a book deal. I'm doing all those things because I see value in kind of a rising tide, raising all ships and, and that kind yep. of thing that I, I feel so passionate about this, that despite the negativity, even some negative people that have shown, you know, ugliness towards me, I try to help them. And in, in the yep. process of that, it seems so paradoxical, but in the process of that, I'm showing them a different side of me that maybe they didn't see before. And now they get a, a closer look at my heart and they're like, well, dang, dude. And I've had ones come back to me going, I was so wrong about you. I, that must feel so good because that those are the moments when you know you've really affected change because someone based on whatever a friendly interaction when it wasn't warranted was able to sit back and look at their own behavior and attitude towards you and go, oof, I don't feel good about myself because of that. How can that be anything but awesome for all of us that we self introspect and go, oof, you know what? I could have done things differently there. I need to own that or I need to call that person. That is unbelievable. That's the only uh, 
method towards change in our lives, right? As individuals in a society is to be aware and recognize when we're maybe off and, and to get back on track. So those are the moments I'm sure in your life that are so rewarding when people are like, I'm sorry, I really misjudged you and how mature of them to admit it. And it's very rare. So I'll put that out there that most of the right. people that have expressed ugliness towards me uh, never come around. And and it's at that point, the block delete and I never see them again. Uh, there's one very famous blogger that's been writing about me for many years uh, negatively. And people will often send me like links to her stuff and I'll go, nope. I've I've eliminated that aspect of my life, so I have no idea what's put out there anymore, and I'm all the better. I don't need the stress, uh, L, because I'm trying to overcome insulin resistance and some of the challenges, and I know it's that stress that is is making that more of a challenge. So any area of my life where I can eliminate stress, uh, which includes everything we've talked about here today, I'm doing it. Yeah, not to mention, you know, forget insulin resistance for a second, but that combined with reverse T3 problems, as you know, enough about the thyroid to know that stress is such a major component of that. So stress will throw your thyroid out of whack. It'll throw your adrenals, blood glucose out of whack and so many other things. Just not engage. Don't read. Don't listen. I had to. We all have control. It's about drawing more personal boundaries for oneself, right? And again, this comes with more self-worth, more self-love, gaining some inner confidence. And it takes baby steps. You have to act as if first. Sometimes it's going to be really hard not to read that email that you shouldn't, but you know it, and but you just do it the first time. And then the second time it's easier and you realize, yeah, this is the way to go. Um, I, I just feel that we all need to, for the people that are out there that are afraid of any online haters, I would say, get your message out there, right? There's so much room in our community for people to inspire. And if you feel like you have a message, I know that it was weird for me to even go on social media. I mean, I wasn't even really on social media. I didn't want to be public. I didn't want to post pictures of myself. And <laughs> people were like, you wrote a book. This is kind of how it works. And I was like, oh, damn. And so, you know, I was even a little uncomfortable, despite writing a book that, of course, I wanted many people to read so that it could change their lives. I felt awkward at first about that, but we're living in that world. So, yeah. uh, and back to, you know, you only, you only increase your incredible reputation among your colleagues and peers, and you gain respect and admiration only through the kind of stuff you and I are talking about, the non-engagement, the kindness, the leaving things alone when they shouldn't be touched. And that's the way to gain respect and admiration, no matter what industry you're in. I remember, and I, I just 20 years ago, I used to be in the corporate world. I wore a suit every day. I managed 100 people throughout the state of California. And we had a guy that worked with us named Paul. And everyone loved Paul. He was the guy in the office that everyone loved. Like, just he's fun anyway. He's a wonderful person. Everyone loved him. But I realized later in hindsight what it really was about him that made him better than kind of all the rest of us. And what I realized is Paul was the kind of guy. He was friends with everyone in the office. We all hung out after work and stuff. But if you went to Paul and said, you know what, Mary was such a B today. She did this. I can't believe he would not engage. He would just say, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, hopefully you guys will work it out. He stayed out of it. No opinion. And people who, no opinion. And by the way, people who said that guy has the most incredible reputation. He's extremely successful. And I, I thought about that later on in life. I was very young and I was like 22 at the time. And I thought that's the move. That's the move. That guy knows what he's doing. He's keeping it uh, courteous. He's keeping it uh, professional. 
And he's not taking someone's side and getting involved in something that doesn't need to. Now, when Paul would say that to you or something, you know, you feel a little like hit because you're trying to, you're trying to engage. You want someone to go, oh my God, what did she say? What? She did what? Mary did what? Right. And you, you want that. When you go to somebody with that, that's kind of what you're asking for. You're asking them to commiserate with you. And when someone doesn't, it feels a little bit like a slight, (laughs) but later on, you're the one that feels stupid forever bringing it up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Man, what a strange podcast we've done here today. I don't usually talk about (laughs) this kind of subject, but L. Russ was definitely the right person to have a jibber-jabber session about trolls and haters and negative nannies and negative Nancy's. Sorry, all Nancy's out there. Uh, And and to talk about this and to keep her from using F-bombs too much. So that was awesome. You you, you (laughs) held it in check really well, (laughs) L. Thank you so much. Always good. And I just implore everyone to look into your work and check out the Primal Blueprint podcast where we have you and Christine on in a few weeks. Look out for that. And again, I am a fan. I'm always support uh, in support of you and your work. And um, I just hope people out there listening feel a little bit better about moving forward through their lives of social media after this. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but I think we've given them some usable usable information here today that's going to help them out. You guys check out L's work at lrust.com. That's E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S dot com. Well, L, don't be a stranger, my dear. Come back anytime to the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Thank you very much. Living La Vida Low Carb, this show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore the longest running health podcast hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Disc of Light.